Welcome back to another episode of News Points on the Air, a production of the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists. I'm your host, Milan Medley. Women in pastoral ministry. That's a topic that generates a lot of conversations and opinions within our denomination, and especially within the territory of the North American Division. No matter what side of the proverbial aisle you reside in, there's no denying the countless ways God has and continues to use women to minister on his behalf. Our guest for this episode is Yepsica Moreno. Yepsica is originally from the South American country of Colombia. She began her professional career as an accountant, but eventually became an active duty chaplain for the United States Army. She's here to share her journey to becoming a chaplain and the transformative experiences that shaped her perception of women as pastors. You are currently a a military chaplain, Mm -hmm. but your career, when you first set out to, you know, start a career, it was in accounting. Mm -hmm. So tell me the events. Oh, let me even back up. Your story really begins in Colombia. Mm-hmm. in uh, South America, and now you are a military chaplain in the U.S. Army. <laughs> so let's like walk me through, um, but let's focus on like the the switch to ministry from accounting. So tell me the decisions or the steps that went into making that decision. Yeah, um, when I came to U.S., we landed in New York, and for six years, it was a interesting story in New York. I canvassed over there for three years and then uh, praise God, he gave me the opportunity to go to Andrews to do my MBA. And um, I was able to drive to Andrews. I didn't know anybody. I, I And when I told people, you know, I'm going to Andrews and they like some people, they discouraged me, what are you gonna do there? And I was like, I'm going to study. Because, so my English is a little bit special, but at that time I didn't speak English. Although we moved to New York, everybody speaks Spanish. So unfortunately, Mm. I didn't uh, take the time to study English, but I said, I'm going to uh, Andrews, I'm gonna take the test, I'm gonna study and I will do it. So when I and may I ask just briefly, what led you to come, you and your family to come to the United States? What led you to New York? Actually, it was only myself. So in Colombia, only 20% of the young people have the opportunity to go to um, to uh, high education. We have to pay for everything in there. So the young people who are born here they have many privileges. We have to pay everything, kindergarten and so on and so on, everything. So when I when I went to uh, Seventh-day Adventist um, University in Colombia, I didn't have the resources to study. Mm-hmm. So I say, Lord, if you give me my college degree, I will give you one year of my life as a, as a missionary and then because and yes, he what he promised, he fulfilled. And then I have to fulfill it as well because the Bible says, don't say anything 
just yes or no. Don't promise anything to the Lord that you don't gonna fulfill. Hmm. So, but I have the opportunity to go in Canvas and um, Panama. So for, for in in the vacation, and so I went over there for three months to Canvas to get money for my next um, semester. And from there, it was a blessing. And then there were a program to come to New York to Canvas. And I said, wow, this is a blessing because I'm going to New York. I'm going to fulfill my, 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 my promise. And then I'm going to learn English. But I came, but I didn't learn English. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't return. So here I am. Yeah. And you were professionally, you were an accountant, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, and when I got here three months later, they called me from the university, let me know that I have a job in the treasury, one of the conference over there. Okay. But you know what? I know, let me, I to learn something that the change is, is drastic. Uh, the culture chalk is drastic and it, it was not easy at all. It, it, was, it, was, it was hard. So what led you to then want to get your master's degree? Because you went to Andrews for a graduate degree? Yes, yeah. MBA. Yeah, so how did you choose I Andrews? <laughs> I don't know, the Lord placed that, uh, you know, because in Colombia, Andrews is like, ah, like Harvard okay. for, <laughs> for okay. us, for Seventh-day Adventists, it's like, oh, everybody wants, and for us, it's a few, probably, 3% of Colombians can go to Andrews. At least that, you know, they have resources. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I registered and they accept, accept me. And also it's more easy to transfer my, my grades from there because it's the same university. So it was easy. Mm. I mean, it was less difficult, I would say. Yeah, because you're transferring credits from one Adventist yeah. university to another. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I have to. I have to study more um, in here because some some degrees that we s s study there are kind of different. Especially yeah. accounting. Colombia is like a lot of stuff, books <laughs> like Bible. So yeah, but uh, yeah, that that happened. So when I um when I arrived to Andrews, it was a wonderful family that opened the door of their house and. God provide everything. I didn't have anything. Only my car and my kitchen stuff and my clothes and that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That open doors and in two weeks I have a place to stay, a bed, everything that I need. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you get on campus, like you find this family brings you in, you're settled in, but you're still going to study business and accounting. Yes. How yes. did you even end up? within the walls of the seminary. How did that happen? <laughs> okay. So I have, when I arrived there, I have two weeks um, before I start my, my English um, training classes. So it was two weeks and I said, I can't waste that time. Hmm. So I met someone in there that I was uh, taking classes. Um, it's a master religious and religion in Spanish. So I asked her, can you ask your teacher if I can uh, be in that class? I just want to listen hmm. and that's it, that's it. And so it was one class um, 
denominational history. It was the first mm. class. Mm -hmm. And the second one, class was a, about the book of Isaiah. Right there, I started the, the, like the fighting because the book of Isaiah is pretty much a summary of the whole Bible, the whole gospel. Mm. gospel. And I, I don't know how to explain the, the word that it was in my heart. Because, um, so in Colombia, they are really um, traditionalist. And, and you go to the church. I was uh, born and raised in the Seventh-day Adventist church and studying as a Seventh-day Adventist uh, schools and everything. But sometimes you are so much in there that you lose Jesus. Like mm -hmm. you listen, you listen, uh, but you lose our savior. Hmm. So um, that class opened my heart. Like, I want to know you, Lord. I really want to know you. No, because preachers, so I, I just want to know you. Mm -hmm. So that is my first, I start my first work. And then the last day of that class, uh, the dean of the seminary came promoting the MDF. Okay. <laughs> I just remember that. <laughs> and, uh, the MDF, and then he said, oh, we, so what you can do with the MDF? Um, he says, pastors, and I was like, no way. That's not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so let's let's stay there for a second. Why did you say, because you had a certain um, mindset about women as pastors. Yeah. Right, yeah, so why, you know, tell me why that may have fueled your reaction of no way no I'm not going to become a pastor <laughs> because you know women can be pastors is what all the time i have that in my mind i just can't imagine a woman baptizing marry someone uh, like doing the, the the pastoral ministry like in my mind it was no way also you know lead a church is tough i mean lead with minds is tough so, mm -hmm. but that is not the main thing. The main thing it was like, I, I, I can be a pastor. Then yeah. teachers, and I was like, <clears throat> no. <laughs> but wait, but wait, but, but with the, um, you know, women as pastors, where did that come from? Where did you, where did the idea of no, they can't be, women can't be passed, where did that come from? Well, what they teach us over there in Colombia, like, okay. you know, yeah. And... <clears throat> You know, <clears throat> sorry, I didn't know that God can use, like at that time, my, my, my vision of how can I do ministry, it was different, okay? Yeah. I, I didn't know. But I know that God started fighting with me a long time ago. Hmm. And, you know, like in Colombia, you can go to the sanctuary with open shoes, okay? Mm-hmm. Like it's so. Oh, you can't. You can't no, you wear can't. like open toe shoes. No, 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 no. You have to use. You have to be well dressed. Not in skin. Like mm -hmm. it's so. How should I say? Conservative or strict yeah, conservative. or yeah. Hmm. Yes. So, can you imagine a woman in ministry? Wow. Mm. So that conception mm -hmm. somehow is so in our minds, which is. Well, I, I just gonna leave it like that. Yeah. But you know, when God needs to use you, he will do whatever it needs to be done. 
Okay, so when he said, um, so he said pastors, mm -hmm. he said um, teachers, and he said then chaplains, chaplains in hospitals, army, because they need chaplains everywhere. So I, I, I have been hearing about chaplaincy. So I said, well, okay, let's do this because yeah. first is my desire to know the Lord. And second, I would like to be a chaplain. That I think that that is that that is that is my 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 line. That's, that is the ministry that I want to do. Yeah. So let me tell you something. I this I decided, but it was a fight. A fight. I called my closest friends mm -hmm. to pray for me because your career should be your joy. Okay, because. When I was, okay, uh, MBA, I am really good in numbers, okay? Black mm -hmm. and white, one plus one is two. Mm -hmm. Religion is another thing. <laughs> yeah. It was so crazy. And um, <laughs> I, I asked, I, I pray and I asked my closest friend for two weeks while I was doing the, 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 the course to pass the, mm -hmm. the English test. <sighs> it was a fight. But I, I surrender. <laughs> I said, okay, okay, let's see. Because, you know, I start starting Greek mm. through English mm. without knowing English. <laughs> wow. It was, it, was, it, was, it was tough, but. To say uh, the least, because you, I've always heard theologians or theology majors or seminarians say how hard Greek is. And these are people who grew up speaking English, like English is their first language. So for you, <laughs> You were, and you even taught yourself English. We haven't gotten yes. to that yet, but you yeah. haven't enrolled in any like class to learn. You taught yourself English and you're <laughs> taking a class in Greek in an English setting. That is remarkable. Well, but let me, it's a confession. Don't say to anybody. <laughs> I, <laughs> I passed Greek just memorizing. It was memorizing the words. If you know the words, memorizing because mm -hmm. the conjunctions and everything, all the um, grammar, it was like, <sighs> but I just memorized, 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 and I pass it. I mean, I, it was no an yeah. A, but I pass it. Whatever but, you, you need know, to do. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Greek is, Greek and Hebrew is beautiful. Okay, mm -hmm. so I, but I, I still have my, my, my fighting because in order for you to be a chaplain, an active mm -hmm. duty chaplain, you need at least two years in ministry as a mm -hmm. pastor as a pastor okay yeah <laughs> so i passed the i i started in 2012 oh and i nobody was sponsoring me um i just want to let you know that god started working with me long time ago because when i arrived to andrews i didn't have my residency i was waiting i was waiting for a miracle and god okay. answered that miracle so no sponsor. I I used to drive a school bus in New York, so I started doing this in and Andrews. But it's wow. yeah, but it's like no, it's too much. Uh, um, Michigan is so dangerous driving, and they don't in the clean winter. <laughs> in the winter, yeah. Yeah. So I say no, no. So I I start uh, working at the um, library, which is a wonderful place to be. And uh, yeah, so 2013, it was a class that it was, uh, it's called uh, Biblical Preaching, and it was taught by Dr. Hybeth Williams. And mm -hmm. you know her? Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful woman. She is. I, I love she her is. so much. I'm um, a fan. 
<laughs> so still I have my fight. So it was a, a retired colonel um, that he was a teacher. And then I went to him because I have that fighting to be a pastor in ministry. I, I, I was not convinced for, for many reasons and everything that I have seen, all the attacks and everything. I said, oh, I, I don't need to deal with this. Like, no. But and Specifically then I about him. being a woman pastor. Yes. That's what, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I went and I talked to him and he he is a retired colonel in the air force and he taught me about a disciple jesus disciple in the new testament and then from there i start the process okay mm -hmm. okay so i started a class with dr williams and she was teaching us biblical preaching one day so in seminary everybody's like the way we are no no mask no other faces. So it was, uh, it was the one day when it was a strong guy. Okay. He's so awesome. A pastor, his wife, two kids. He started preaching, but he started preaching about something that it was happening in his life. And he started crying and crying and crying. And it was, it, it was Dr. William and it was myself and another female and the rest only males mm -hmm. and when these guys start crying because you know the holy spirit it was uh, working in his heart with the the subject that he was preaching and and everybody was like so he went to his um chair and he sat in there he's sitting there and he's keep crying crying you know what she did she went and she hugged him dr williams and right there i saw mm -hmm. how so god gave us different roles men's and women but you know no man went to hug him for whatever reason but she went and she comforted him and everybody else went and hugged him so from there i say okay i know i know that i can be a pastor in ministry um i mean a, a woman in ministry working for you lord and because there are some places that men can go for many reasons, for, for mm -hmm. whatever reason. God gave us roles. We are different, physically, emotionally, everything. But we have a place, all of us. All young men, women, everybody. So my doubts disappeared at that wow. time. So I was like kind of free. And I said, yes, I can do it. Wow. <laughs> she like the Holy Spirit used that, that class and Dr. Williams. Uh, I, I love that woman. Um, yes. So Wow, that's so powerful. It took like one act, you know, a hug. And that just, that did it for you. You must have felt really good inside. Uh, yeah, yeah. And everybody was crying. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, yes. So we, we as a females, we can go in situation and places that men's, I don't want to say cannot go, but for many situations, they don't do that because people, what, what people said, or, you know, their, their status or whatever, but, you know, like she was a mom, she was a mom and, and, and mm -hmm. she comfort him, but it's like, God, you know, when we are so frustrated, he, he hugged us and he loved us. And he said that he's like a mother to us. He loved us more than 
a mother loved their children. So from there, I was free, like of my dogs and everything. I was free and I was so happy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love because I've, I've heard you tell the story before and, and I love it every time because you take me right to that classroom. Um, such a powerful <laughs> moment. Yeah. So you go through seminary and you know, okay, I want to be a chaplain, but I need two at least two years as a pastor in order to become a chaplain. So after you completed your degree, where um, did you go from there? Okay, so it is not easy to get into the army, okay? Because in order for me, so there is something that is called chaplain candidate. So in 2014, in the beginning, I, I, I start talking to Adventist chaplaincy ministry mm -hmm. that I want to be a chaplain, but I was the less qualified. Why? Because I was a woman, don't speak English, like just a little, I, I don't have citizenship. Uh, it was everything to lose. Hmm. Because I, oh, and I was, well, that is not a problem, but I was already, no, no, like 15, 20, 21. I was already an adult, you know? Okay. Adult. Mm -hmm. So, but that is good. I, when someone says you can do it, I say, yes, I can, I can. And I just fight for it. <laughs> so I did everything. And when uh, our my former um, director, he called me. He said, "You know, from 300 people that apply for that for that position, chaplain candidate, only seven they choose only seven, and you are the only female, Colombian, and seven the Adventist, <laughs> Latina that it was. So it, that is how the Lord it was telling me this is the way to go." Wow. So, and how did you decide to even pursue the army, like to be a chaplain for the military and then the army? So I am from Colombia and probably you have heard that we have more than 50 years of civil war, civil war in mm -hmm. Colombia. Mm -hmm. And I, I have seen many, many things like I have, I haven't deployed to Afghanistan, Iraq, but I have seen and lived many, many I have suffered the violence in my in my country, so I I, I like the army because the discipline and I like that. Uh, my personality is like I like that, but it was more like although I I couldn't do it in my country in my you know in my country I I I can do it in here mm -hmm. because I have been I have seen the the struggles in both sizes. Yeah. So that's why I want to, to join the army to do ministry in the army. That it was my main reason why I, yeah. I chose that one. Wow. And then out of that big pool, you said 300 people applied and mm -hmm. you were one of seven. That's wow. That is definitely an affirming, <laughs> it's affirming, you know, when yes. you're like praying and like, you know, God is like, yeah, I want you to go this way. And it's definite and it's so clear. Okay. So you find out you're one of seven. Um, but then you have to become a pastor. You have yes. you need to, so how did that happen? Who um, employed you to become a pastor? Wow. <clears throat> so I graduate in December, well, I'm marching in, in May, 2015, but I have to finish one class. So I graduate in 2000, the same year in December. Mm -hmm. So, you know, every time that is, uh, 
graduations, all presidents of conference, they come and they uh, interview people. So my first experience, ugh, it was, it was terrible. No. I said, wow, Lord. I, I did that, it was in 2015, half of the year, but then next year they, they came, it was 2016. And um, it was, I think it was like March. So um, you have to register, like, I want to apply to this conference, this conference, this conference. Hmm. So I applied several conference and, um, but it was the last one. I think that it was the last one. It was Texaco conference, but it was, everything was full. And I asked them, can you please, can you please? No, but they don't even have a chance because even the lunch, lunch time. So please, please, please. So I was, um, you know, ask and you will receive. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yes, uh, I interviewed with a few and then I interviewed with Texaco. So um, I have done a lot of all legal stuff in here, um, driving bus, taking care of, kids, um, everything like. And so they said to me, we need, we need a pastor to work for the Navajos. I have heard about the, the natives Americans, mm -hmm. but I didn't know anything about them, yeah. anything. And then we need to start a mission over there. Will you be interested? I say, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> But I also say, sir, uh, um, I want to be an active duty chaplain. I need two years of experience in order to, to be qualified, at least to, to apply. And, he's, they, and they say, okay, they interview like 15 minutes, their lunch, they took even their lunch. Mm -hmm. and I remember it was at Monday uh, and then Tuesday I received a call. And it was Pastor Leroy. And he said, ah, he speaks Spanish, Pastor Leroy. And he says, Jessica, quiero hablar contigo. I want to talk to you. And I say, yes, yes, sir, of course, of course. <laughs> so he said, ah, what time we can meet? Because I was working. I said, yes. Uh, so we said at uh, time, and it was him and Pastor um, uh, Philip Robinson is the treasurer. Mm -hmm. Both they interviewed me, and then they said, um, Jessica, I want, I want you to know that we pray and we decide that you will join us. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was jumping, I cry. I was like, oh, because um, it wasn't. So I, I have been the first female hire in Texaco conference. Wow. And yeah, so. The first female pastor to be yes, hired Yes, female by the pastor, yes. Wow. Because nobody wanted to go where I went. Hmm. It's a tough place to be. But even my, the senior pastor, it was no happy with me being in there. But, you know, let me tell you something. God fight our fight. He fight for you. You have to do your job. And even uh, the first elder, he sent a letter to the Texaco conference of the district that they, they don't want a pastor, like a, a female pastor. You know the what? elder of the church where you were pastoring. 
No, so it was the district. So I was the district, okay. the district but I was assigned to to the Navajos, but I was under that charge. Wow. And but let me tell you something. Uh, like four months later, he was the most helpful person to me. Uh, we have a wonderful, he's a prior uh, Air Force uh, guy. And, and he took the time to know me. And wow. he changed his mind. And, and you see, that's why I say I don't fight. You know, like I used to fight. I used to fight because I am a woman that I don't, I speak up. But the Lord took me there to teach me that I need mm-hmm. to trust in him. And I, I need to fight for the Lord. How? Preaching the gospel, try my best to be a light for the people. And when I need to speak for him, but he will fight for me. Like David, he fight David's battles. See? And um, like when Abigail said to David, Lord, uh, you fight God's battles and he will, and he fight yours. So it, it was amazing how the Lord really opened, opened, he opened hearts. Yeah. Wow. Cause that's incredible. So an elder, you know, from your district basically started, it seems like there was a petition almost, you know, like to not have you as a pastor in their district. It was it primarily because you were a woman or also Latina? Or both? No, a woman. I think okay. more like that. I, I want to say in this uh, interview that I am so grateful, so grateful with my God because Pastor Leroy Chacon and Pastor Phil, they really have to fight for me being there. They get in troubles because they hire me because Texaco is a lot of Latinos. And they are so, they have their mind. I don't want to change it, but um, they, they were in troubles because of me. And they fight for me and they, they believe in me and they saw my work. And yeah, so I am so grateful. I am so grateful. They support me. They support, I have to go three weeks every year to training in the reserve. They they always uh, gave me the permission. They they. Oh, I am so grateful. I, I just, I'm so grateful. Yeah. So let's talk about your work with the Navajo, you know, in the Navajo nation. So what was that like? Cause you know, that's a different culture as well. Um, yeah. So tell me about that. What was it like when you first, um, were you were first called to build a mission there? Like what, you know, what barriers or you know what just what was that like kind of like first contact well first the the um, the terrain okay yeah. have you ever been in 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 new mexico arizona the desert in there i've been to albuquerque but i think that's vastly different from the navajo oh, Nation. Yes. No, that's just, <laughs> but it's beautiful i, I do yeah. want to just so you have to drive that because there is long distance it's beautiful, it's desert. So there was nothing. I went to Crown Point. It was nothing, no church, no anything. From La Vida Mission, they have a, a small group in there. They they got it in a trailer, in this home trailer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the, 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 you know, the area, it was from uh, Texaco. So 
La Vida Mission, they start like four years ago. And then, so Texico and La Vida Mission talk and join, um, you know, join together. Mm -hmm. So Texico want to, to open uh, a place. So if you have never been in Navajo land, you will be shocked when you go there. It's, there is a lot of needs and a lot of needs and a, a lot of poverty. It's like, it's another world in US. You, yeah. you, if people that never have been there and never have experienced needs, they can go there and see that is a, a, a different world and different needs. So we started there. Everything it was a miracle for me to find a place in the heart of this town. It was a miracle. It was me and the help of um, Dory from La Vida Mission. My mom was my great support because I was with my mom. She was she she has been my support, and I praise the Lord for her because the Lord allowed me to be with her in the in that time. It was a tough time. It was a tough time. So Navajos. Um, I don't know if you have ever read about the, you know, the, the their religion. I don't know much about it. Okay, so I they believe in in spirits, spirits, a lot of spirits. Uh, when you die, you you come again. You visit the family, so they have this okay. really really deep in their mind. They never let let you go in their house. They are who you mm -hmm. are, if you are not like me, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't gonna talk um, uh, that much with you. They are really like, they are not easy to get, like in, get in contact with, but uh, La Vida Mission already started, you know, the work like, like um, John the Baptist. And it, we have, I face many challenge, but I think that the, the most, the, the biggest the challenge, the biggest the blessing, because you know it's God working in my heart. Sometimes my heart was what like the land of the Navajo Nation, so dry, and I need the Holy Spirit to work in my heart, wow. teach me lesson of love, patience, because ministry with the Navajos in reality is love, but but God's love, not my love, because it is they they are really difficult to reach is um uh yeah really really difficult but it's not impossible so yeah and you shared with me um there was like one baptism in particular that uh, was really meaningful for you during your time there because he ended up doing more than two years there correct three and more, a half two and a half yeah but there was three. like one time or maybe more than one but um you told me about one time in particular about a certain baptism. Can you walk me through that experience? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, it was amazing. Um, we we really work hard for them. Um, we have uh, Wednesday a Bible study, and then we feed them. Saturday we teach the lessons, sermons. We sing. I learn some Navajo uh, words and singing Navajo so mm. you know it was really how God allowed me to mingle with them they really accepted me 
faster than I thought because I was coming from La Vida. So, and then my mom, she's so kind. She doesn't speak English, Spanish, I mean, English or Navajo, but you know, they see their love and we cook for them. And you know, meal is a really good deal for them, but also we give the spiritual. And then we, we did like two weeks of a campaign. And at the end of that campaign, four people decide to get baptized, uh, three males and one female. And um, the female says, I, I want you to, I want you to baptize me. You know why, I, I forgot to mention something. You know why the um, Texaco Conference hired me? One of the reasons, and I think that is the main reason is because the Navajo nation is matriarchal. So the, the yeah, and she wants me to baptize her. And uh, Pastor Steve, the, the director of the, um, the mission, La Vida Mission, I talked to him and, and, and he, he says, Pastor, she asked me to baptize her. And, and he said, so what? I was like, because <clears throat> when they, some people hear that I was going to baptize and the problem is time again, because I, you know, I am a, a female and I shouldn't baptize. So he These really- These were other leaders or members? Mm -hmm. So, okay. Yeah, no, leaders. And okay. in the same conference, no, like in oh. the same area that we were working right there. Got it. And Pastor Steve, he supported me, and I talked with Pastor um, Chacon, and 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 yes, I I did it, and it was like I was so nervous, I was so nervous, and uh, but when I when I walked to the waters, mm. and my heart was beating of emotion, like to see how alive, how someone is giving their life to the Lord is so amazing. And I, 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 when, I, when I was baptizing her, I was crying and, and I, I don't know how to describe the, the, the joy that my heart has for her. And I keep working with her and um, it was so beautiful. One thing that I never thought I, I would do and what I was fighting five years ago, I, I ended I ended up doing it. So I am so grateful for that. Wow. I but didn't realize I, that was your first baptism. Yeah, it is. It has been my first. Wow. That's so meaningful. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's just something that I can't describe. Um, I, I just imagine when someone baptized, if my joy and I am a human being sinful, how is in heaven? How is in heaven when someone gives their life to the Lord? So... Yes. And now you've mentioned how supportive your mom is, um, and especially like during that time, but, and I was going to ask you how your family responded to you becoming a <laughs> minister, <laughs> you know, cause you said, you know, in Colombia, there's like this tightly held, um, conservative view about women in ministry. So did your mom also have that, that viewpoint? Yes. Yeah, in the okay. beginning, yeah, in the beginning, she she was like, she didn't understand well, but since she walked with me, okay, and she saw everything that we have to face, and people talking in my face when big these big um um meetings, camp meetings, mm -hmm. and some people they just say things in your face, but she also have seen how the Lord has guided me and how he has protected me because 
nothing can touch the children of the Lord, nobody. And it's, it's up to you, like you choose to allow people to hurt you, okay? Like you have to check it off. It hurts a little bit, mm -hmm. but then you have to move on because you know, like you are working for God and, and, and this is what you have and you need to show that you really, you really love this and you are committed to, to do ministry. And, and, and she really support me 200%. And um, yeah, I'm so, I'm so grateful, but it, she was also like, she didn't say many things, but the way sometimes she said, um, uh, answer questions or just realize, because like a woman baptizing, pff, never ever. Like never, ever. Yes. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. So you were there for two and a half years. Three, three and a half. Three, three and a half years. Mm -hmm. And then you transitioned to where you are currently now because you're in Colorado now. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that um, transition to um, from working on the mission to, and then we can talk about what you're doing now. So when it was two years and a half, I submitted my documents, but the commander of my division in, in the reserve, he denied my, 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 my resign because there is, uh, they don't have a lot of uh, reserve, reserve chaplains. And then I went to ACM. I, I, want, I, I want to say thank you so much to um, Chaplain Anderson and, and Bill Corr because they are great supporters and they find ways um, to, you know, to help us out. Mm -hmm. And then, but you know, when, when they, when he denied my, my request, the, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a coronel, I was frustrated. I was really frustrated. Mm -hmm. But then like, like a few hours later, I realized that God's time is perfect. It's perfect. And I need to stay more in there for me, myself to learn more, to, to serve more, more of him and less of me because, you know, I am not easy. <laughs> the Lord <laughs> has to work every day in my heart because it's like a fight, you know, your worst fight is with yourself every day. Mm -hmm. So, yep. And then uh, it was a change of the policy in 2019 regarding chaplains. So the local command, they don't have any more like power over us, but the chief of chaplains. So when that happened, I, I applied and I was selected. Uh, I was selected, so I received the letter. I have to report to Fort Carson uh, October 1st, and I received the letter September 4th. <laughs> so I have to, to tell uh, my, my, my leadership, Pastor Leroy, they, they already know that it was right. what I wanted to do, so I never, it was always in front because that I say the same thing with many conference, but they don't they don't support um, pastors in the army as least as a reserve. Some conference, but Texaco conference actually there is two, I think the two more pastors that they are in the reserve in Texaco conference. So okay. um, yeah, I told them so in three weeks I have to pack. <laughs> I didn't have any place to live with my four dogs. My plans. Four dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> my mom, my four dogs, my plants, and 
Yes. So and a whole big family right there. Yes. (laughs) But I want to share something also. So when I was in, uh, so there is a a training that we have to go through that is called um, Chibolic, and it's for chaplains. It's a training for three months. And I, I was among of seventy guys, seventy guys, and I was the only female and the only Seventh Day Adventist. Wow. So. I have, I start my fighting in there because one day um, I, I couldn't attend a class that it was during the week. And then they, they told me you have to attend that on Saturdays. And I already have religious accommodation. So in the army, we chaplains do religious accommodation for soldiers, like seven Adventists. I keep my Sabbath as much my, my religion don't interfere with mission. With the Muslim, they want to use the bear, the the meals, you know, mm-hmm. their uh needs. So I have my religious accommodation. However, nobody's gonna go like fifteen people going to be right there only for one soldier, like for one chaplain. It was not happen. So the 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 commander of that um, training, it was uh, oh he is a priest, Catholic priest. Okay. excellent officer he's like oh, tough and he's a commander but in in the that three weeks he never like approached me to say hello chaplain moreno like i never saw his face like looking at my eye on my eyes but then um my leader of my platoon um a major she said chaplain you need to go to that training because if not you can graduate and i say ma'am i i can't it's on, uh, on my day my sabbath day and she said but what is going to happen it's not going to happen anything i say no ma'am it, get, it go against my 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 principles my my belief so then the commander said that i need to go and talk to him one way conversation so one way conversation means he speak and you chat up then, <laughs> so that's not a conversation <laughs> <laughs> so but you know they try to like mm, I don't want to say threaten me but you know like scare me mm-hmm. and but in my mind <sighs> I have passed so many things that I don't have to be afraid of a human being okay and then but of course with all the respect I respect everybody everybody so I went and he said Chablo Moreno it is true that you want to be a chaplain? I said, yes, sir. Why? So he started yelling at me. Mm-hmm. And he says, you don't want to be an army chaplain. Why are you not going to go there? I said, sir, that's go against my, my, against my beliefs. It's my Sabbath day. So he says, get out of here. I don't want to see you. You don't going to graduate. You only want to be, a, you have to be a chaplain in the civil, um, civil life. So I was like, and I, it was like a Tuesday. And then it was Tuesday when he yelled at me and I was, so I called Adventist chaplaincy ministry and they were ready to fight for me. <laughs> but I said, just wait, wait, let, let's see what happened because I know God will do a miracle, prefer a miracle. And um, Thursday, I was going outside the building and he, it was coming. And, he's, and he looked at me and he said, Chaplain Moreno, I don't know to whom you are praying for, but your training has been changed to Sunday. Wow. And you know what? I, I couldn't, I just, I just kneel right there and I start crying because it was just a miracle. It was something like, it was a miracle. 
and and you have to fight for what you believe. That is, I was fighting that fight, you know, and he fight for me. I am just, it was so amazing. And you know, my 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 platoon sergeant now he is in the division in here. I met him five years ago, and he is still remembered. Wow, chaplain, you were so faithful, and and it's just. It is nothing because that is the minimum that the Lord requires from us, but it's just, it's just so amazing. Wow. Another one of those like affirming moments in your, your journey and your life and your relationship with God. Um, that's incredible. So, but now currently you are a captain and a captain and you are, um, active duty, um, army chaplain. Um, so what do you currently, like, what do your, like, kind of like day to day, what does that look like for you? Like the, how many, um, troops or soldiers, um, are you ministering to like, you know, what's overall like your, your main responsibilities as an army chaplain? So I am a, a, a battalion chaplain. Um, <clears throat> we have, um, almost a hundred soldiers. We have four companies. One is the biggest. And um, like, for example, every day I wake up really early, do my devotional. I have to exercise because one of the things that army require for you, you have to be fit, mm -hmm. at least the minimum. If not, they are kicking out many people because they are overweight or especially I am not a teenager anymore. So I need to really take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And even if I am not a teenager, everybody needs to take care of themselves. So have to exercise one hour, an hour and a half and get ready, go to work. I have to start at around 8.30. So we chaplains have two roles. We are pastors and we are officers. So we advise the commander in matters of religion, ethics. Hmm. <clears throat> Let's say we, we're going to deploy to Afghanistan they need to know how we can approach them because we need to respect them. We are not going there to change their mind. We need to accommodate, to facilitate. Also, uh, as a chaplain, also I facilitate others' uh, religions, uh, soldiers, different religions practice like Muslims, Jewish. I need to, if, for example, I don't baptize um, children, there is a, a soldier, I said, ma'am, I need to baptize my child. I said, I'm gonna search for um, a priest, Catholic mm -hmm. priest, so I accommodate, I facilitate, okay? And the pastoral area, counseling, counseling soldiers, we brief the commander with uh, suicidal prevention. Um, we have to provide, oh, so we have a strong bond, we have to provide events for the couples, for singles, um, for the whole family. So it's like, um, we have, we have this, we nurture the living, care for the wounded, uh, care for the wounded and honor the fallen. We have to perform, um, uh, to officiate, uh, funerals. Uh, when there is a, a lost, we need mm -hmm. to be there present. So it's like minister, we have a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do every day. So tomorrow we start one week in on the field. Yeah. So you have to be there, sleep in a cat, eat MREs, be ready, 
uh, in the time, like it's, it is amazing, but it's another world. Like it's, that, it's another world. And you have to be fit emotionally, spiritually, physically to that because there is a lot of demand. As a chaplain, we don't proselytize. So we don't, we, don't, we don't preach about my 28 mm -hmm. fundamental beliefs. But if someone sees something different and they say, hey man, what, what is your religious? What, what, what is, is what it's all about? Then I have the opportunity, but pretty much we care. We care, we care for you. I, I really love my ministry. I, I, I'm so grateful for all the people that have been by my side, supporting me, uh, help, helping me, encouraging me. I have cried many times, like, because this ministry is very lonely and, um, yeah, so I am so grateful. I, I, I am so grateful with my mentor um, as a, a former um, a director of the ACM, uh, Pastor uh, Chaplain Gary Council and his wife, Joyce. They have been, they have been so awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. And especially uh, considering you have to wake up early tomorrow. Um, really appreciate you and your time and your ministry thank you so much i uh, thank you milo for remembering me and i am so grateful that the lord gave me the opportunity to meet you in 2018. yes 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 i thank <laughs> god for that too okie dokie Thanks again for tuning into this episode of News Points on the Air. News Points on the Air is edited, produced, and hosted by me, Milan Medley. Executive producers are Dan Weber, Julio Munoz, and Kimberly Moran. Graphics are by Jonathan LaPointe. Listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you give us a five-star rating, nothing less, and write a glowing review. Speaking of subscribe, have you subscribed to News Points yet? You hear me say it every week. It is our weekly digital newsletter with news stories, special announcements, and ministry resources. It is your one-stop shop for all things North American division. There's no getting around that. You can subscribe by going to nadavenist.org, then click on news. That's nadavenist.org, then click on news. If you need to reach me, go on and send an email to ontheair at nadavenist.org. That's ontheair at nadavenist.org. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time.